for all the news you need to know. Welcome to the Beautiful Butterfly Show, where great people and great topics are brought together for stimulating and thought-provoking conversation brought to you by the Vibration Radio Network. And welcome, everyone, to the Beautiful Butterfly Show. I'm your host, Bianca Fly. want to say happy Thursday to you guys out there. Hope you had a fabulous and productive day, you guys. And as always, you know, the Beautiful Butterfly Radio Show is brought to you live and direct by YRN 1328. That's your radio network. Available on iPhone and Android. You can download the app and you can listen to not only the Beautiful Butterfly Show, but all of the other awesome programs that we offer here on the network, and most of all, you you are heard worldwide, yes, in fact, indeed, you are heard internationally uh, when you come on to the Beautiful Butterfly Show, so that is an amazing um, ability to be able to do that, so, and always, I encourage you guys, make sure you share the show, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, all those great things tonight, Uh, as always, um, I told you guys, uh, 2017, we're kicking off a brand new year, so we got brand new guests. Um, joining us, and um, I'm excited about it. And so tonight, you guys, we have a new guest. We got author Imani Wisdom um, in the building, you guys. She's going to be talking about her book entitled The Journey of Ruthie Bell. And so I am very intrigued to to delve into uh, this book tonight and for her to discuss it with you guys and for you guys to be able to get your hands on it. So we're going to be talking about um, that book and her upcoming projects and various things that she does as well. So you guys are going to get to know Imani a little bit better this evening as well. So I'm excited about that. So listen, if you guys out there, you got a question or comment or you just want to listen to the show. I know at this time a lot of people are getting off of work. Some of you guys are stuck in traffic. So what better way to spend that time than listening to the Beautiful Butterfly Show? So all you have to do is call in. The number is 347-326-9139 is the number, you guys. And so you can call in and join us and ask me money questions at any time. I'm doing the broadcast, you guys, and so I'm not going to delay the conversation any longer, you guys. Uh, we're going to bring our guest and our lady of the hour on here. Imani, you there? Yes, I'm here. Welcome to the Beautiful Butterfly Show. How are you doing? I'm doing good. How are you? I'm doing fantastic, feeling good, feeling great for the new year. How's the 2017 treating you thus far? Oh, it's treating me well. I can't complain. Wonderful, wonderful. And so for the folks out there, uh, tell us a little bit about who is Imani Wisdom. Well, I am um, 
a mother of three grown kids, um, and I'm also, well, of course, a writer. Um, I like to work out. Uh, I'm a vegetarian, vegan, so I love to cook those dishes. And um, I like to create things, not just books, but I like to occasionally draw. um, Mm -hmm. And I just like to work with my hands. But most of all, I just like to make a great story. That's just Mm -hmm. something that I've been doing all my life. So, mm-hmm. so that's that basically Wonderful. in the nutshell. Mm-hmm. Okay, and so for you, what do you think? Um, what you know created that um, ability to create stories in you? I know you started um, very young, and so what do you believe some of that um, inspiration and passion for um, writing came about in general? Um, it comes from various of things. Um, mm-hmm. I mean, I started to watch soap operas with my grandmother. And, of course, mm-hmm. I got fat fascinated how it was written. It was like every day. And then I saw that see these people acting out, doing it every day, all the time. And then when mm-hmm. Friday comes, it's a cliffhanger. So I'm like, okay. So they frozen until for about two days until they come back <laughs> and they continue the story. Right. So right. that's what I got fat fascinated with. And I said, I might can do that. So, but then it was like playing with my grandmother's whatnots, with right. her little trinkets. And uh-huh. I was making that, like, creating a story with inanimate objects that they couldn't talk back, mm-hmm. but, you know, I was just doing that story, making their story, right. making their voices. And mm-hmm. as I got older, I started to understand about, kind of putting it into words. Didn't quite understand mm-hmm. how to form it into a story. So I wrote my first song lyrics at eight. And oh, wow. and I remember that I looked into a back of, I think it was Right On Magazine, um, calling for people who wanted to submit their songs. So mm-hmm. I didn't tell my mom about this. I did this on my own, and I went on ahead and submitted it. Like, a few weeks later, I got a contract, and I showed my mom. So she was kind of curious about it. Like, all of a sudden, I got this contract so they can record my song. And she showed my uncle, who happens to be an attorney, and he read the fine line. And basically that we had to put money into the recording studio, which – that's what you basically all, a lot of recording artists have to do anyway. So right. he convinced her not for me to do it at all. So oh, wow. that basically killed it. But, I mean, I was hurt by it, but then I moved on, and that's when I started to write more songs, and I got into poetry, and then later short stories, and now writing books. So that's basically how the evolution of my creativity started. Absolutely wonderful. And and for you um, now, and I know you also mentioned um, doing poetry as well, and so um, with that, um, over the years, um, how have you learned to um, incorporate 
um, things that have happened with you, or do you always incorporate uh, things that have personally happened with you as far in your writing, or do you draw inspiration from others? Um, a lot comes from my life. I mean, not too much. Mm-hmm. It depends on what story I write. The journey of right. Root with the Bell is, I wrote it at the worst time of my life. Hmm. Um, well, the, I'm going to go, let me backtrack. The book before that that's currently on um, online right now is mm-hmm. Zion's Road. That was the first uh, book that I completed from beginning to end. Uh-huh. And even though mm-hmm. it's a short story, it isn't a book form or an e-book. So right. I wrote that. That What inspired me was from that story being in me for all my life all my mm-hmm. life, but the inspiration had come from, like, the ra- racism, which, you know, that's mm-hmm. happening today. So, you know, that's been with us for 400 years. So mm-hmm. um, so I inspiration from that. So moving right along with the journey of Root with the Bell, it's a prequel to Zion's Road. But I wanted to go more in depth with this character, um, the character from Zion's Road is Harold. Um, he's a former Klansman, which a lot of people are astonished that I made him into the lead character. Here I am, a black hmm. woman. Right. <laughs> but, I mean, I like to pick characters, you know, not as he heroes, but, you right. know, well, who you least expect who would be a lead Absolutely. character. Right, so, right. And then he has a story of his own. But Ruthie's story is like, as I said, I wrote it at the worst time of my life. I was going through depression. Um, mm. I was miserable. I had no job. Um, even though I was a caretaker, that was a job itself, but I wasn't getting any money. So I right. was just, I was really, really unhappy. And... Mm. I wrote the first three chapters to her story shortly after Zion's Road, but then I stopped, and that was in 2006. Mm-hmm. So a few years went past, and here I was, like, at this depression state that had gotten so bad that I was sitting in a dark room alone asking God to take me. Mm. I was ready to go. I mean, I was such a coward wow. to do it on my own. I just wanted God to do it. So. Right. Um, right. I received this phone call was very strange because I keep my cell phone next to me and everyone calls me on my cell phone. Mm-hmm. And I went, like the, the phone call was from the house phone and I had to travel about three rooms away from where I was at to, get, to answer it. And it was my mom. Mm-hmm. And she asked me, she said, are you okay? She didn't say hello. She said, are you okay? And my mom always had called me on my cell phone. Always, never on the house phone. And I said, wow. I'm fine, even though I was lying about it. And right. she said, I had just had this weird feeling, I needed to call you. Mm. So so wow. we ended, you know, we, we had some other words. And right. so I went, so I hung up, went, went back into the room. I don't know what I was expecting, but went back into a dark room after when I asked God to take. So... But then I just had this feeling, this weird feeling, grabbing my laptop and finishing the story. So that's what I started to do. I started to finish the story. This was 2010. 
So this is like four years after I started to write the first three chapters. Mm-hmm. I didn't get this pub published until last year. So it was 10 years in the making of this book. Wow. So wow. I guess it is close to me, but the character, I mean, it's just a very small me. And I guess comes mm-hmm. from me with the, like, the strength of her starting out meek and then throughout right. the story she just gained this new independence, this, this strong will. And mm-hmm. she really looks as a, like people look to her as a leader despite her past. Mm-hmm. So right. that's maybe where I can see the parallels between us. But uh, 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 other than that, I don't, you know, it's not too much of, like, I didn't put a whole lot of my life in there. I guess me, I I don't want to say me being depressed, you know, kind of helped write the story, but Mm -hmm. it kind of pushed it, so. Right, because you were able to draw from that, draw from the feeling. Yes, I was able to draw, I guess, coming from, yeah. yeah, exactly, I was able to draw from her, you know, like, using her emotions, and I just threw some of Mm -hmm. mine in there. Mm -hmm. I guess maybe like throughout the story, so. Absolutely, absolutely. And and you mentioned a little while ago about um, that first book being uh, the lead character was a a Klansman, correct? Mm Mm-hmm. Yes. And so for you, what was that feeling like? Because, of course, as you uh, as as you and everyone else know, uh, you know, with the new election going on, mm-hmm. um, and even before that, you know, the, the rise of, of, of racism and, and all these different yes. attributes have taken place. And so what was that feeling like to actually write from the viewpoint mm-hmm. um, of a Klansman? Mm-hmm. It wasn't hard. I mean, I wasn't feeling like – because I knew how the story would end. So Right. Right. But but I wanted to write something that was out of the box. That's mm-hmm. just me, you know. I that, that that's what I do. I just I just try to write something out of the box. And for Harold, I wanted to like really convey like like no one's my thing is like no one's not born being a monster. My, my, monsters mm-hmm. aren't born, they're made. So ra- racism, like being a racist or like ra- racist are not born. They are taught. So that's why I developed his character. So when you read the book, like you would probably see where like how his life has went because this is the hereafter. Both stories right. are hereafter. This is what I like to write. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. so when he goes back and he sees his life and he has this young boy with, with him, you know, he's like, you know, and then, and then that's another, another thing. Like if any of us, you know, spend our entire lives on this earth and then we like go to wherever we will go. I created mm-hmm. Zion's world. That's a place. That's a fictional place between heaven and hell. And, mm-hmm. Like, Harold, like, he sees this stuff from his past, and it's kind of hard seeing what you have done wrong. Like, actually Absolutely. seeing yourself doing something wrong. So right. this is what he's been seeing, like, throughout his life. And then he kind of, like, kind of got an understanding of how he was raised. And he, and then he always knew it was wrong, but he admitted it 
that it was wrong. It's been wrong. Mm-hmm. So, but mm-hmm. there is one thing in the book that I cannot say that I'm just going to leave it for the for the re- readers. But <laughs> you know, that's the reason why I said Zion's Road, um, Love and Redemption. So, mm-hmm. you know, love is a very, very, very powerful emotion, and it overcomes Absolutely. anything, especially hate. So, um, so your readers will have to go to Amazon and download it and read <laughs> what Terrell's secret is that he kept for sixty-five years, and wow. that was wow. that's the turning point of the story. So, incredible, incredible. And uh, uh, what I want to do is I want to take a short break. We want to come back, um, and I want to kind of give some information to the upcoming writers and authors, you know, about the process of writing and the challenges and getting your story out there and getting to the uh, right publishing company and all those things. So uh, what we're going to do, you guys, we're going to take a little break, um, but we're going to come back with more um, Imani wisdom, you guys, right here on The Beautiful Butterfly Show. Check out the creative work of the author, Trent Williams, of www.taylorkennedymedia.com. Chapter of the Delta gives us a peek at his life-changing events. And if that's not enough, Trent tells you more about his brothers and his life through memoirs in his book, The Four Horsemen. His blogs and daily stimulating quotes are published in his book, Life's Little Addiction. And when you have a need of some human coaching of life and relationships, Take a look at Conversations with Trent, Volume 1 and 2, and Conversations with Trent, Limited Edition. You will find his works available at Amazon, Barnes & Noble, and all online book retailers. And welcome back, everyone. To the Beautiful Butterfly Show, I'm your host, Bianca Fly, and we are on with Arthur Imani Wisdom, you guys. And uh, Imani, before the break, I was asking you, as far as the process of um, creating and writing that first book and now to where we are with Ruthie Bell, um, for the upcoming authors um, and for those who are intrigued by it, how do you go about um you know, the process of finding um, a right fit for your book, um, meaning, you know, a publishing company, getting into the right hands um, and getting it out of there. Um, a lot of authors sometimes, you know, they have a, a hard time, you know, trying to find the right spot. So for you, um, mm-hmm. how did you find uh, the right spot, um, you know, to put your book out there um, in the right place that you knew that would represent, you know, you and what you do well? Well, I am a self-published author, mm-hmm. so I prefer this route for me. It's not for everybody, okay. but I okay. prefer this route for me because I I like creative control. And right. if right. I can find a traditional pub publisher that's willing to give me creative control, then that's fine. Oh, and then as long as the money is right. I mean, I'm not in it for the money, but I'm not going to sell myself short either. But, um, but yeah, it's not for everyone. So I chose this route, and it goes through my publishing company, Peak New York Publications, that's been around since two, 2011. Um, okay. Yeah, so, I mean, I mean, it's still hard. I mean, because, like, you have to invest. 
in a great, um, you know, person that can overlook your work. Um, right. Like I have uh, Jessica uh, Wright Tile. She's superb. And now I struggle to pay her off. I mean, mm-hmm. it, it, I mean that's that's why I said it's it's a business. It's not just when you go right. yourself, um, you know, when you're a self published author. That's a business. Right. You're going into a business. It's more than writing. Mm-hmm. It's more than being creative. Mm-hmm. You have to put on your business hat. So, right. as I was telling um, another person a while back during um, during a talk show. And I told her, I told her up front, and I'm not afraid to say this. It's like, when you mm-hmm. go into business, don't go in with bad credit. Who right. I, I mean, you, you, you can't do anything <laughs> right. when you have bad credit. And, I mean, broke right. is one thing because there's a lot of people that start out with nothing. Right. But when you have bad credit, like, you can't get loans. Like, that's right. for me, that's why I struggle to pay off this person, you know, so mm-hmm. I can get my book out on, on time. And right. it took me three, about two and a half years to pay her off. And she was good about this because not everybody's good about that at all. Right. And right. Um, so that's why I'm like making advice. It's like when you go into business, like any business venture, anything you start as a business, make sure your credit is, it don't have to be perfect, but just make sure mm-hmm. it's decent. Mine right. was not decent. It was not mm-hmm. nowhere anywhere decent. So mm-hmm. that's my advice. And it's the road period for traditional um, mm-hmm. authors that choose that route to have it through a traditional publisher or if you choose to have right. it self-published, easy right. route. It is right. not easy. Like, you have to pay for your book cover. Um, and then, like, not only you have to get it, like, um, fine person, well, you had to get it proofread after when you go through all that process. I mean, it's like three or four different steps to it. So, mm-hmm. um, so I mean, it's it is a challenge, but I like cha- cha- mm-hmm. cha- challenges. I love it. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. I mean, that just keeps me going. I mean, I get bored very easy. Um, right, right. So that's my advice: is just you know, just do your homework, do your re- research. Not just jump in anything or anyone, especially online, especially on Facebook, where all of a sudden someone says that they're, or I don't know, <laughs> you know, like they all of a sudden have titles besides being an right, author. Right, right. So I'm not right. putting them down for doing it because I know they're doing it so they can make money. But, right. I mean, it's just, you have to do your homework. Jess, Jessica right. and I didn't become friends on Facebook till after the fact that we met on the phone. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. and then once, you know, once she started to work my book, then that's when we became friends on face, Facebook. Mm-hmm. But, mm-hmm. Um, I mean, just, you have to do your homework. I mean, that's right. That's right. either or, <laughs> either route that you choose, do your homework, do your re- research, ask for, um, a re- reference, like three of them at mm-hmm. least. But right. this is your investment, your stories, or your ba- babies. Treat them as your children. Like you wouldn't want Absolutely. them to be placed in just any anybody's hands. Mm-hmm. These are your mm-hmm. kids. So take care of them. 
Absolutely. And, and speaking of challenges um, for you um, in writing, how do you challenge yourself every day to um, get better and greater at what you do? I know some authors write daily, some don't. Um, what is your um, method for, for writing? Is writing something that you try to continuously do every day? You know what? I am not like some, you know, there are some authors, you know, where, right. where, where they, you know, they choose to write every day. Um, right. the, before I started my, um, my night job, I was, I was doing it every day. But then mm-hmm. it, it mm-hmm. started to sound the same. It just, right. you know, it, it just didn't sound, it just sounded like I was just doing anything, writing anything. So mm-hmm. I just stopped writing every day. Every other day, every few days, yeah. There was a point mm-hmm. where I didn't, I didn't write creatively for almost a year. I mean, I was writing blogs, but not creatively like books. Right, right. And it was about a year. So when I p- picked up on it, it was like, you know, was nothing. It was like riding a bike. So mm-hmm. I mean, I know that seems strange to some people, but I don't write every day. I mean, mm-hmm. it just, I have to, like, my ideas get formed in my head, and they're like mm-hmm. a movie. I don't shut, I, I, I can't shut shut them down. So, right. I mean, I can do, like, characters' voices, their dialogue, the scenery, and then once all that is in my head from beginning to end, it's when I put it on paper. Mm-hmm. So, but I can't write every day. Yeah. And, and for you, uh, what are some things that you have, have learned um, about yourself um, through your writing? I didn't realize how strong I am, I guess. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's, I mean, I guess, like, I mean, I'm trying to think of the right word to say this, but, of course, that I didn't realize that i my my strength that I really took for granted mm-hmm. for all those years right. be, before I started to write. And mm-hmm. some of my characters really taught me something. I know that I created them, but they taught me something because each character that I've written, like I've, I have like about a dozen finished man- manuscripts during all that time when I couldn't afford to pay off Je- Jessica. So all mm-hmm. that time mm-hmm. when I wasn't working, and then, yes, that was a time when I was writing a lot, but it wasn't every day. But, mm-hmm. I mean, I've written a dozen of them, and each character, like, mo- most of them are, like, I say all of them but one or lead, no, two or lead women. So that's why I like writing with women's fiction. And they all taught me something. They all taught me something about myself. Um that, I mean, I'm very, I mean, I'm more creative than I thought. Um, I have a passion, and, uh, um, like, when I want something done, I will go do it. Um, and it's very hard to change my mind. That's, just like, that's one <laughs> thing. It's like, when my mind set on one thing, it is set. And prior to even, like, start taking this seriously, as writing, um, no wasn't 
in my vulva vocabulary. I mean, it was like, okay, mm-hmm. yeah, I'll do it. Like, I didn't want to hurt anybody's feelings. So now right. it's like, you know, if I can't do it or if I don't want to do it, I'll say no. So, mm-hmm. I mean, you know, that's where I just learned about myself as the strength, the like how much passion I have for what I do. And I can't see myself doing anything else. I'm like, what I'm doing mm-hmm. right now is a job. That's for me to eat. That's for me to right. fund what I'm doing. But right. what I want to do is called a career. So that's where I like. I look forward to wake up in, waking up in the morning to write, going to bed, think, thinking about what I want to do. That's passion. So. Mm-hmm. That's what I'm like. That's what I'm working towards. I don't want to be at a job where I'm there for about 20, 30 years and, and you have regrets. <laughs> yes. Like, so depressed. Like, I'm, right. That's, right. That's, that's, that's where I'm at now. The job pays right. well. Right. I'm not going right. to lie about that. The job pays well, but there are a lot of unhappy, well-paid employees that's been there Very for true. years. <laughs> so I don't want to be like them. So I said my goal is to fix my credit, get my car, and then my goal is to, you know, there are a few other goals involved in my writing while while I'm there. And mm-hmm. the only people who know about what I do at work is I have three cousins that work with me. And one of my cousins said, when I showed him the proof of my book, he was so happy, was so excited. And he <laughs> said, well, this is your ticket out, out of here. I'm like, as long as what they offer me or whoever offers me or whatever I get pays more than what I'm making because I just can't just leave. Like, it right. pays more. Yes, I will go. I will right. go. I mean, some people think I'm crazy for saying that, but I will go because right. – there's a whole life out there besides just work and work and work Absolutely. and work. Absolutely. I mean, like, God did not put us here on earth to tire ourselves out. I mean, he did say, you know, for us to work in order for us to eat, but not work and miss out on everything. Mm-hmm. I mean, miss your family. Mm-hmm. And then you work right. for yourself. You're so tired that you don't feel like going to work. That is right. not the way how it's supposed to be. So. Right. That is what right. I'm working towards, where my writing, where that, where I can live off my writing. That's my goal. So. And, and what are some of your goals as far um, as your books? Do you have any aspirations of wanting to actually? I know you say when the the thoughts of your um, stories come into your mind, it's, it's kind of like a movie, it's like a film. So, did you have any visions of actually possibly, you know, creating some of your stories and putting them into a film or short story or play? Well, not all of the manuscripts that I wrote will be mm-hmm. books. Okay. Some of them that okay. I have a vision turning into like a screenplay or mm-hmm. or a stage play. So mm-hmm. um, yes, I have a, a very strong vision. Um, I mean, that's why like my point is like this is what I re- rather do until the day I die. You know, right. like I cannot see myself being a nine to five, but in my case, working ten thirty to seven at night, forever. 
It's like mm-hmm. I just can't see that. So that's my love. I love to create. I love to create stories, even if it's from books. Or I have written two stage plays that I hope at least one will be in production or at least meeting someone that helped me put in production by the end of this year. But mm-hmm. that's my love. I mean, I love creating a story, whether it's a book, whether it's be a movie in the future or a play, but I just love creating them. Awesome, awesome. And and, and for you, um, as fast forward to the, the book, um, Ruthie Bell, um, I know mm-hmm. some people are interested in, um, because I, I, I love the name as well. So where did you come up with with the name um, and, the, uh, you know, the whole um, play uh, for this book, on The Journey mm-hmm. of Ruthie Bell? What did the, the passion and inspiration draw from? Okay. Um, okay, let, let's let's start with the name. The name, mm-hmm. like, she was introduced in Zion's Road. She had a brief mm-hmm. part. And okay. when I moved on, I mean, I knew I wanted to move, move on with someone else's story because when I write a story and I write the characters, and somehow mm-hmm. when those characters start speaking la- louder and louder, I'm, I'm talking about the sub-characters, mm-hmm. I'm like, this, they should have their own story because it's like they pretty much telling their own story in the book, you know, in, in, as I write. So mm-hmm. I found two of them intriguing. Um, first, I was trying to write one character, her own story. Her name is Mary Beth. And I got as far as the first chapter. It didn't work. It didn't sound right. Like her story was going to sound like Harold's and I just I just put put it to the side. So mm-hmm. then it was Ruthie's that just okay, I'm gonna write a story about her. So the first three chapters, again, like I was a, like very new, didn't know what I was doing and I just started to write. And so I mean like the first chapter, it is intense. Some people will say that it's graphic because it's like start off with a rape scene. And 10 years ago when I wrote it, I wrote it in third person, so I was using my voice. And Mm -hmm. it was pretty much, it was a lot graphic until I toned it down. So, um, but as far as the layout of the book cover, um, that was not the first book cover. The first book cover was what color was it? It was more of a lime green with a picture of a window, which that was the heart in the story, that she was always looking out the window. So mm-hmm. that was the first book cover. How I got to this face with the woman crying was last year, and I was I found this picture that was on um, stock photos, and it was – it just – caught my attention because it was a woman crying and but I felt her story for some reason so I started to use that as a promo at first and then I started to get a lot of attention from uh, other people when I was doing this promo more than I have with with the old book cover and I'm like I think this one makes great cover instead so I started to make it more you know I the photo, I started making really darker and darker and darker. Like, I was going through, like, 
several filters on in, in, in Instagram. That's how I made that gritty look on her. So, um, but I think that worked better because when you look at the book cover, she's already telling mm-hmm. her story without you opening it and read a word of it. So right. that's how I got chose that one. I thought that was perfect. It worked a whole lot better, and it goes with the story a lot better. And the person that did my book cover, she agreed. She loved it too. So, <laughs> so I'm like, it worked out well because I was worried that she would have got offended that I would have chosen another uh, cover, but she loved it. <laughs> and, and it actually ended up, <clears throat> uh, you know, the the cover itself um, definitely speaks volumes. And I think in the cover is one of the things that draws you in, you know, that makes you mm-hmm. actually want to read the book. Uh, usually, I know yeah. for me as a reader, that's kind of like one of the first things that draws me in is the cover alone, you know. It's like, oh, mm-hmm. okay, this is something that I would be interested in and so forth. And so, um, and at the end of the day, you know, through this book, um, what do you hope um, that people take away from the journey of Ruthie Bell? Well, I really hope that I really hope that they would mm-hmm. take away um, because the whole point of the story is forgiveness and redemption. Mm-hmm. No matter mm-hmm. the wrong that you have done in your life, mm-hmm. you can be redeemed. And no matter what person, like, it's, I know it's very, very hard, depending on, because there are some acts that's not forgivable, give, especially when it comes to hurting kids. So that was really hard as I was writing because I know in the back of my mind, I knew at that time that not everybody would quite, you know, would feel that, you know, like, I can't forgive right. this character because he hurt this child. But Ruthie, it was like when she went through her afterlife and she saw her past, because what she did, like to some people, like a whole lot lot of people, is like, okay, you're going to hell for killing your husband. Mm -hmm. And back in 1914, there wasn't no shelters for her to go. She couldn't really get help because this was the South, like going to the law asking sheriff for the help and the sheriff was most mm-hmm. likely part of the clan. She couldn't go to him. She felt trapped and then she her her parents died when when, when she was young. She had no place to go. She had no right. help and she dealt with that for twelve years. So her only way out was the most unforgivable thing probably to some. But for her it was survival because it was her girls. She feared mm-hmm that he would have killed her and him raising three girls, she would have feared like he would have took his aggressions out on them instead of her if she would have got killed. So she felt that was her only way out. So she lived a long life. She lived 103 years before she died. And when she died, like, you know, just like Harold, you know, she went through her, life and but she had to face her demons Mm -hmm. that was like that was like I had to get that set set selling point out because that was my other concern because there's demons in the book but see this is um, Mm. like the whole story is a one big metaphor so that's why Mm -hmm. I said 
you know, as me and this other, like this lady, um, Keisha Green, hello, Keisha, that has <laughs> Houston great, helping me Absolutely. with my promos. I mean, everything, mm-hmm. she's great. But I had to change that to a selling point, like have you faced your demons? Because we all have our demons. Right. And wouldn't that be something else? Like we go through our afterlife and we have to face ours. That won't be pretty. Mm-hmm. So so right. that's what Ruthie, she had to face her demons. And I made it into, like, I mean, you, you would just have to read the book. But, yeah. like, she had to face hers. And that's when she realized that she is a lot stronger than she thought. You know, like, Absolutely. like when you go through something, you're going to realize how, how strong you really are. And she went mm-hmm. through something. Mm-hmm. She went right. through something. So I'm like, that was my, uh, mm, I mean, that, that that was my concern. You know, those couple of things, mm-hmm. those, like how black people would take when they read about demons and thinking that you read something about that, you're going to summon some, and that's, no, like, have you faced your demons? Like, you will face your demons. If you right. haven't faced right. them now, you will definitely face them later. So, Right, right. So, yeah. And for some people, you know, that that's a hard pill to swallow because it is, it's that mirror image and it's that reflection of who we really are, you know, and, and the things that we have done. And so a lot of times, uh, the, a lot of us carry that with us, you know, the things that we have done in the past, people carry it with them, you know, and so they ever forever have that on them. And so you have to learn, as you said, to face your demons, but also go through that process of forgiveness and healing of yourself, yes. you know, for the things that you have done to other people or, or just to yourself in general, you know, but, you know, some of us are, are so hard on ourselves you know, that we, we don't allow other people to get close to us because we're we're just so hard on ourselves, exactly. you know, for the things exactly. that we have done. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. You are so right. It, I mean, that's one thing that humans, we, people, we can't forgive ourselves. That's the biggest thing, and that's probably why we ball up, keep us from anybody getting close to us because we cannot forgive ourselves. Anything that we have done, we can't forgive ourselves. It took me years to forgive myself for all the stuff that I have done in my past. I mean, even stuff that I know I didn't do wrong, but someone wronged me. I couldn't forgive myself because I guess, well, maybe that I didn't forgive them like I should, so I'm still bad at myself for not really seeing this or not seeing that. So that's the big thing. Like, we need to forgive ourselves, not just to others. And it's not where, like, when you forgive someone, like, someone that wronged you, you don't have to be their best friend. You don't have to go and break bread with them and have conversations. This is you taking your power back. Mm-hmm. That's what it is. I mean, there was something that I had, this person has done something unforgivable to me, like, when I was a child. And it took me 25 years to forgive him, not where mm-hmm. we were going to pick mm-hmm. up and let let out, but we we're going to have conversations and ha ha and he he. No, right. that for me is for me to take my power back because it felt like right. it was robbed in the first place. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. for me, just to hold on to this hatred and just like, oh, right. just like, no, I have to right. let go. And a lot I of times, and I had to <clears> move on. 
Yeah, and a lot of times it is. It is somebody robbing you of your power because you have to think about it. You know, they sleeping good at night. You know, mm-hmm. they 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 living their life, and you up, you up, you might be up all night, or whenever you see them, you know, you have some type of feeling that goes on inside of you, and and they just looking like they don't have a care in the world, and so you you've given them that power, you know, to control who you are and your emotions and, and how you react. And we don't realize how much power we give people, you know, and for what? You know, what? why am I giving you this much power, you know, for something that you definitely don't deserve and so forth. And so we have to learn, you know, even like you said, even though it takes you years, you know, it, it's the process of actually learning. You know what? I refuse. I refuse to go another 25 years, <laughs> you know, dealing exactly. with these issues, you know. Mm-hmm. Mhm, you're right. Absolutely, absolutely. And so, of course, uh, for you, uh, for the folks out there, tell them um, where they can go, how they can go about um, purchasing um, your books, and of course, uh, the journey of Ruthie Bell. I know that comes out on paperback um, on mm-hmm. the twentieth of this month. Correct. Correct. Yes. Okay. Yes, uh, they can find my book right now. It's on um, Kindle, of course, as, as an ebook. But soon it will okay. be on pa- paperback next week. And then, as far as the uh, other outlets, um, that will that's that's in the process. So hopefully, I can have that taken care of in at least two months, may- maybe less. But right now, they mm-hmm. can go to um, Kindle and download the copy of. Uh, TJRB, which I call, so someone had to say the whole name. So, <laughs> so, and I really Wonderful. hope that they enjoy it. I mean, yes, I, I mean it. Will. I mean, it is a, it's a very interesting read. Yes, it has deep parts, but you're mm-hmm. going through someone else's journey, so it's not going to be pretty. It's not going to be lighthearted. It's going to right. be deep parts in it. So that's what you expect. Like if anyone was traveling in my past, I mean, reading my past, it's going to have deep parts. I think we all have deep parts <laughs> in our past. Absolutely. So, Absolutely. so it's, yes, it's the parts. There are some will be deep. There were some that make you feel uncomfortable. There were some get you very upset. And there's some lighthearted moments that you'll be, you'll laugh. So right. I'm like, you're like, this is like a window to someone else's past. It's not supposed to be pretty. Wonderful, 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 wonderful. And, um, of course, I know uh, for you, um, as you mentioned as well, um, self-publishing and you have um, Pink um, Noray. And so how do folks um, go about um, connecting with you um, and all those great things? Uh, You can find me. um, I have my author's page on Facebook, um, facebook.com slash Amani Wisdom. Uh, you can find me on Twitter, um, that is at Amani underscore wisdom. Um, I have Instagram, which, again, that's Amani wisdom in one word. So uh, pretty much you can find me anywhere that is like one word, Amani wisdom, except for Twitter, which is the underscore. I'm at Amani underscore wisdom. So I'm pretty much everywhere. Wonderful. And my website is www. I'm sorry, cut you off. Um, my my oh, no, website, no, I had to add on. Yeah, it's uh, www.amightywisdom.com. 
So you like all my uh, net networks is on there, so they can click and just that'll be if that's like the most e- easier way for them to connect with me. Yes. Just go through my website. Yes. Absolutely, and it's a beautiful website. I like, I, I like when you can go to someone's site. Everything is there. Um, like you said, the the information, the books, everything's just all in one location. You know, sometimes uh, it, it's better for folks to just have that one specific location where they can, you know, pretty much go to everything. And so, uh, you guys definitely go and check that out. And I'll be sharing um, that information on the beautiful Butterfly Show page as well. And of course, um, Imani, we are of course twelve days into the new year. What are some of your goals or upcoming projects that you have in in the works uh, for 2017? Well, um, if this book does well, I will move on to the next book, which it okay. is someone else's story, someone else's journey. Um, I mean, Ruthie is in it uh, as I mean, in fact, like, she has a huge presence in in this book, but this is someone else's journey. And, of course, mm-hmm. it will have its deep parts, too. So, mm-hmm. I mean, it's not going to be pretty. No one's journey is going to be pretty. But, right. um, but I'm up to 50,000 pages, so I'm not finished with it. So hopefully this okay. book does well, and if the readers want more, I will give them more. Um, but of course, I still want to pursue my play at the end of this year, and um, and then per- personally for me, um, I would like to go back to the gym. Um, I mean, I used to be like very, very large, and like that's how I, I had turned this lifestyle to vet- vegetarian, vegan. Mm-hmm. So I've been there for six years, and like the weight has been—it's been off. I mean, it used to be two fifty, mm-hmm. so I lost over a hundred mm-hmm. pounds. So, wow, I, but I want to get amazing. back to the gym so I can tone up. So that's what right, I just right. want to get back to some weights, and and I'm thinking about doing some um like self defensive classes because this world okay. is getting crazy. So, yeah, okay. um, what are my goals? <laughs> if the world is getting Absolutely. crazy, it's like you it never is. know what's going to happen. It is. It is. And it's sad that it's gotten to that point. You know, usually people took self-defense classes. You know, just maybe sometimes it's, it's just something to do, maybe perhaps. You know, but now yeah. it's like people are, are looking for ways to protect themselves on a daily because you exactly. just never know what's going to happen in an instant. So, yeah. Exactly. I'm like, because... I mean, because of what we will have in office next week, it's just, you know, it's like, yes. you know, I don't know oh anybody's God. political affiliation, whoever's li- listening, but this mm-hmm. is not normal. This mm-hmm. president-elect mm-hmm. is not normal. I mean, we right. had other presidents that I didn't vote for, but I did respect on some level. Right. And you and didn't have a fear that whatever they're yeah. going to say is going to just <laughs> yeah, get it's us just all like in a bad not, Exactly, but it's the fear of not knowing. You know, it's right. just like, right. what is this person like? He's very unpredictable. He's very unpredictable. So, And that's scary. That is really scary. So that's why I don't know, you know, I don't know if my book would come to any comfort to anybody, but you know, like for him, 
you make a great character in my, my book. He will make an absolutely great character. He, I can, like, he will be a main character. And just imagine what he will look back on his life. Just, to, I mean, that would be a great read. But, um, absolutely. But, yeah, I mean, like, that's why I'm taking this class because you just never know who you run into. I mean, Absolutely. people have gotten meaner. They've gotten so angry. They stay mm-hmm. mad all the time. It's angry like, for no what reason. What is going on? <laughs> angry for no reason at all. It's like, yeah. why are you Absolutely. so mad? Why are you uh-huh. so uh-huh. angry? It's like, yep. like, come on now. It's like you want to waste right. your time and energy staying mad all the time? Like, uh-uh. I don't have time for that. Mm-hmm. Absolutely, absolutely, absolutely. And, of course, uh, you guys, make sure you go out and get your copy, <clears throat> or you can get the Kindle version now, or you can wait um, for a few days and get the Journey of Ruthie Bell on paperback. Uh, Imani, I have truly enjoyed having you on the show this evening, and I'm glad that uh, we were able to work out things, and I'm glad that um, Keisha was able to put things in place uh, to have you Thank come you, on here. Thank you, Keisha. So out to Keisha for coming on here, you guys, of, of Literary uh, Jewels. You guys, uh, check her out. She's an awesome lady. She's always working and grinding uh, to help others. Uh, grow and, and do what they need to do. So big shouts out to her as well. And so definitely want to thank you so much for coming on here. You got any um, final thoughts or, um, you want to share with our listeners? Uh, you know, I just want everyone to stay well, um, be be well, um, and always follow your dreams because life is way too short and Absolutely. and regrets is real. So just right. follow your dreams. Absolutely. Absolutely, absolutely well said, and I'm definitely wishing this book um, the best, and I think when people um, have their opportunity to uh, listen to it, they are going to be in store for a treat, and they are going to love it. Um, I can't wait to read it as well, So, and I'll definitely be putting the information out there so that folks can purchase it. And uh, I'm looking forward to more of what you have in store. I don't think this is the last mm-hmm. that we've heard from you. I think this book is going to mm-hmm. do so well that you're going to be kicking out more and more books um, to come. So I- I'm looking forward to it. <laughs> well, thank you. You're welcome. You're welcome. And I hope you have a, a great rest of your evening, and I'll be talking with you again soon. Okay. Likewise. I'm lo- looking forward to it. Absolutely. Thank you. Have a wonderful evening. Thank you. You too. All right. Bye-bye. All right, you guys. That was Arthur Imani Wisdom, uh, The Journey of Ruthie Bell, um, available on Amazon, you guys, on Kindle, or um, you can wait for that paperback version that comes out on the 20th um, of January this month, you guys. Um, and so you can get it in your hands. I know some people like to have that oh, that personal touch, um, fingers to the pages. Uh, so, um, of course, you guys, we are looking forward to more great guests um, kicking off next Tuesday. We have um, author Terry Roten. He's coming to us live and direct, you guys, from California. So Callie is going to be in the building, and he's going to be talking with us about his book, 
um, you guys, uh, to live and die in L.A. And Tina has a powerful, powerful story uh, to go from uh, incarceration um, to being out Uh, finding his purpose, finding his passion as far as writing. So I hope you guys will tune in uh, for that awesome show that takes place on Tuesday um, at 6.30 p.m. And then on Thursday, uh, we're going to have Cordelia Michelson, you guys, and she is our uh, seductress, uh, giving us uh, a little erotic uh, touch. Uh, She's going to be talking about her book um, entitled... um, the binding series um, is what she's going to be talking about. So we're going to be talking about um, her latest book and projects that she has uh, coming up in the works as well. So we are definitely looking forward to that um, coming up on Thursday um, at 6.30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. So like I said, you guys, we've got more and more guests coming, uh, new guests. I'm excited about where uh, the Beautiful Butterfly Radio Show is headed this year. Um, so you guys be in store. And as always, if you want to be a guest on the show, all you got to do is email us at the, uh, in the letter B, show at gmail.com. Say, hey, you know, I'm interested in being a part of the show, the staff. Uh, we'll get with you and, and set things up and get the ball rolling for you guys. Or if you're looking for a place to run your commercials and promotional ads, hey, we got all that too. And we, we got a little something for everybody's budget. Uh, so definitely connect with us, and we will make things happen. Uh, YRN 1328 is an amazing place um, to get your brand out here. Um, and get exposed to people all over the world, my people. So once again, big shouts out to Imani Wisdom and big shouts out to Miss Keisha Green Frazier um, from Literary Jewel Services. You guys connect with her on Facebook um, if you're looking for someone to help you promote um, and all those great things, uh, marketing, you name it, uh, Keisha Frazier uh, has it going for you guys. So with that said, guys, we're going to get ready to get out of here, and uh, I hope you guys have a fantastic, fantastic weekend, and uh, I appreciate you guys so much, and I look forward uh, to seeing uh, and talking with you guys next week. Uh, continue uh, to support the show and the network and all the great things um, that we have going on over here. And so with that said, folks, we're going get ready to get out of here. And uh, I think we're going to go out here with a little old school uh, cruising from D'Angelo. You guys have a great weekend. I am Bianca Fly. Thanks so much for tuning in. See you next time.
Beautiful Butterfly Show would like to thank you for tuning in. Please be sure to follow us on Instagram. That's at Instagram.com forward slash The Beautiful Butterfly Show. Also on Facebook.com forward slash The Beautiful Butterfly Show. And last but certainly not least, you can also catch up with us on Twitter. That's at Twitter.com forward slash the Beautiful Butterfly Show. And thank you once again for tuning in on behalf of the Vibration Radio Network.